Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get a oh yeah? What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 135 of the Enterprise Now podcast where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. Maya Gaddy can help you create a profitable signature program online. She believes that one of the best things you can do is create a life that you're truly excited about living. Before Maya started her business back in 2011, she sold online programs, taught online classes, and created online curriculum for others for almost a decade. For the last six years, she's built, launched, successfully sold online classes, products, and programs in her own business, and she loves showing her clients how to do the same. All right, let's dig in. All right, Maya. Can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah! Perfecto, perfecto. So, as I do every single week, I always like to thank you for your time. I understand that time is very precious and you have about a thousand other things that you could be doing, but you decided to spend some time with us. So, for that, we say thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. The very next thing I like to do is to ask you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, I mean... You can go all the way back to where it all started, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. I was like, okay, so we can start all the way back in Louisiana. So (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a brief uh, kind of start from the beginning and run on through and just give you an overview. So um, I am originally from uh, Slidell, Louisiana, which is just outside of New Orleans. And I live in Los Angeles. I've been here for about 18 years. I actually was a journalist previously, and I was an educator previously, and I made it all the way to a doctoral program where I thought I would be an education consultant forever, and some opportunities presented themselves. I always really wanted to work for myself. We had layoffs at the company I was with, and I thought, okay, this is an opportunity to take a fork in the road. Do I want to continue on this path and simply just start working for another company. I was pretty well connected at that time. Or do I want to go left and start my own company? And so that's what I did. I took the severance package and I ran (laughs) and started my own company and started to consult for small businesses. And then about a year or so later, I had my first online program called This Is How to Tech. And then my business has just been an evolution from there. I've been in business eight years this year. And I help typically women And a few awesome men, I have some men as clients this year, 
create their signature program online. So typically from something that they already know and love, taking that or taking a piece of it and putting it into an online program, helping them create and finish that program, make it available for sale, and then making sure they can actually sell it to their ideal clients. Got it. I have many, many questions, but I'm going to backtrack a little bit and ask, what's your favorite thing to do? Travel. Off the top of my head, definitely travel. Uh, Really enjoy going to new places and old favorites for sure. Gotcha. So what's your, I guess, what's your travel strategy? Oftentimes when people love to travel, they literally have a way that they travel and it's like they get into this zone of when I get to the airport, I do this. So what's your method? I would say, you know, before I travel, I really have a plan to travel once a quarter. So each year, so for this year, I've already picked the locations, right? So I picked the locations. I don't always book all the travel upfront, right? So I might book for the first quarter, but I know where I'm going for that year and to do it roughly every three months. And then, so to answer your question directly though, once I'm at the airport, I like to have lots of socks, (laughs) especially if it's going (laughs) to be a long trip. I like to load up. Wi-Fi isn't always available or if it's, you know, an international trip, it's highly likely that at some point Wi-Fi won't be available. So I've got all my music on, typically some Beyonce and Florence and the Machine and just really her, right? An opportunity to jam out. <laughs> gotcha. Maybe watch a movie on the flight. And then I would also say for travel, the main thing I like to do is when I land, I know Airbnb has this whole, you know, commercialized thing where it's like travel like a local, but that's always what I've tried to do. So really infuse myself into the local culture, the local food, local dance, local arts versus a lot of times I'll go to a location. People are like, did you see the fill in the blank, whatever the main kind of tourist attraction was? I'll be like, no, or we drove by it. (laughs) I saw it passing, you know, so that's kind of my travel style. Gotcha. So help me understand the socks. Why lots of <laughs> Why? socks? That's a grand note, huh? <laughs> <laughs> My feet get really cold on a flight typically. And I like to kind of bundle them up. And then typically if I've been on the flight, right? So I think the longest, let's say is roughly 12 hours. I also like to change it, change my socks. And then when I get to the location, if I'm going to bed, I change them again. I don't know. Oh. But that's kind of like, I like to have plenty of socks, typically plush. It's a weird thing. I don't know why I brought that up, but you asked about kind of routines and habits. (laughs) I'm sorry to keep talking about socks, but so are they just regular socks or are they like character socks or special socks? Oh, that's funny. Some of them are just regular socks. And then, no, I think some of them have designs on it. So it's kind of like those socks that are almost like a softer, cottony feel. I've been accused of having like nursing home socks a lot. I'm creating a visual and that, that did it. Now, <laughs> yeah. now I'm complete. Yeah, so soft. <laughs> but they're really comfortable. They are. Very. <laughs> Got it. Getting back, you have to excuse me. I have what I call entrepreneur's disease. So I'm going to get back on track here. So you mentioned you had always wanted to own your or run your own business and situations happened that enabled you to kind of make that choice to kind of jump off the deep end. What was it about owning your own business that you craved? I 
did and still do really value being able to control my own schedule, having lots of flexibility, not having anyone tell me what to do, having creative freedom. So all of those things really led to me kind of pushing myself out of corporate and into business. But I got to say, even before that, I had really designed a lifestyle where 80 to 90% of the time, depending on the season, I was able to work from home. Like my last gig was as a traveling speaker and education director. And so I was working from home and traveling, right? So if it's high season where we're going to do lots of speaking gigs, I might've been traveling every week quite often to go and pitch a sale, you know, or to actually speak to a group or a community about a program or something like that. So I created that flexibility, but I wanted to take the next step and really do it for myself. So help me understand the mindset that you have to have in order to do that, because I don't have the exact stats, but it's been said that 80%, as much as 80% of the people who are employed hate their job or would rather own their own business. But we both know that most people don't make that jump. How did you prepare yourself? You alluded to it a little bit in um, in your response, but how did you prepare yourself both mentally and otherwise to make that jump? I'm a bridge burner. <laughs> so I know that I do really well when I focus on one thing. So for me, it was a bit of a leap. It wasn't that I had super prepared for years and years and years and had all this fun and that kind of thing. I will tell you what made it a bit easier was that I had a severance package and I really stretched that out. I even moved to a different location (laughs) so I could lower my rent here in Los Angeles and stretch that out as much as possible. I had some online teaching gigs that I was doing. I had a little bit of savings. And I was clear on the direction I wanted to go in with my business. I think on the other side, mentally, I was just really ready. It was one of those crosswords where it was like, okay, I could continue on the same track, just go and get another job and do the same exact thing for another company, kind of be living the same lifestyle, finish out this doctoral program and maybe advance into a same or similar role? Do I want to keep doing that? And it was like, no. So let's exit stage left (laughs) and go do something else. Got it. Well, you know, they say that nothing awesome happens in the comfort zone, right? Yeah, that's so true. So I've already identified a couple, but if you had to give one, what would you say your superpower is? Oh, I am good at kind of impromptu teaching or directing. (laughs) So that kind of lends to not a pitch, but just really speaking to my skill. One of the things I do is my program is live, right? One of my main programs is live. And I really enjoy being live with people versus having a canned response or a canned kind of thing that I give. I enjoy just kind of pulling the knowledge that I have and applying it to that particular business or person. So impromptu answers, teaching and instruction, I would say. Got it. So how do you overcome challenges? Do you have a process or I think I know the answer just judging by how much I know about you so far, but how do you overcome challenges? What's that process? You know, I feel like I have two ways 
that I typically overcome challenges. So if it's a really big challenge, right, a big challenge being you want to triple the income for the business, or you want to do some hiring, or you want to, you know, move a big rock, essentially. I have noticed that I move slower than I would like. (laughs) I don't love that about myself. But what I do is I start moving. As soon as I know I want something to happen, I start to move in that direction, even if it's a teeny tiny small step. Right. So I just sometimes it might take, I'm like, oh, I want to do that, you know, tomorrow or next month or whatever. But at least I've started. I don't think about it. Like once I'm certain, I start to move in that direction, even if it's at a slower pace Mm -hmm. with an existing business. The other way that I do it, right? So if it's a smaller rock, something that really is that I can etch out, something that's achievable, a particular project. Or in the past, when I was creating new programs or I've written um, an ebook, that kind of thing, I simply build it out into my schedule. I brain dump all of it down, put it on the calendar, etch it out, let's go. Set the deadline, done. Gotcha. Two different ways of going about it, I suppose. Very cool. Thank you. Those are what I call golden nuggets. So thank you for that. Awesome. Yeah. Let's take a quick break from this awesome conversation for a quick message from our sponsor. Seems everyone is podcasting these days. But if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. If you had to give your top, uh, say two, what are your keys to success? Get started now. (laughs) That would probably be the first one. And don't wait and don't think about it. Oftentimes I see people think about it for years and years and years or months and months and months and never do anything about it. Sometimes people think about it so long that they either their mind has changed and they never tried it out. And so when they try it out, they're like, oh, I actually don't want to do that. (laughs) Or I want to do something completely different. Mm -hmm. I think it's helpful to jump in and at least get started or try out um, the minimum viable product version of what you want to do. And then I would say the second thing is probably lean into your genius, right? So not trying to do all of the things, which is kind of (laughs) tricky when you're first starting out. Because a lot of it you are going to have to do. And so my answer to that would be minimize, right? Streamline, simplify, put some systems and process, even if it's simple, right? Even if it's like, oh, I could automate these few emails, automate those few emails. (laughs) So it makes it that much easier for you to remove yourself from something that is minutia. And then you're able to focus even more on your genius zone. Gotcha. So you mentioned, and I'm taking notes over here and I missed it a little bit. You said minimize. What was the other two? Minimize the minutia, essentially. So the second one was step into your genius zone as much as you possibly can do the activities that you want to be doing. So that might be focusing on strategy, 
and growth versus admin and answering emails, for example. Got it. So this next question I love, number one, because of the variety of different answers that I get. And number two is because it's a question that um, for me changes all the time. I ask myself this question every time I ask my guests. And for me, it changes every single time. Uh, so the question is, if you can meet anyone in the world, who would it be? And what would you say to them? I have the most interesting, <laughs> simplified answer here, but I would love to meet Amanda Seals. And she has, I guess, an online presence. She has a show she does. She's on that show. Oh, gosh, it's slipping my mind right now. But she's on a television show as Tiffany. I think it's because I don't really think of her in relationship to that show. I think of her more as a philosopher and a comedian. She just did an HBO special. Nice. And so I would really love to sit down and talk to her about native lands. I know that's kind of like, <laughs> but that's one of the things that she's kind of touched on a little bit. And so she touches on a lot of things, I know. But I'd love to meet her and talk to her about the land that we're on now and how we're taking care of it from an environmental perspective, from a community perspective, those kinds of things. So a little up and to the left, I know, but that's what I, who I'd love to meet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So we've learned a little bit about you, where you're from, how you came into the business that you're doing now. So what do you do? What is your business? What I really focus on is helping business owners. Something is working in their business. So that's what I mean by business owner. So something is working, maybe not everything, but helping them really fine tune a piece of what they love or sometimes a larger chunk of what they love and put it into a signature program online. They can then sell to their ideal clients and really understand how I teach them that process. So they can repeat that process and continue to grow that signature program into recurring income for themselves. Talk a little bit about, because the more, and we've been doing Enterprise Now for coming up on three years now, and there are always common themes. And one thing that I've noticed just by being in um, business entrepreneurship is things are changing. The economy is changing. The way people think about how they make money is changing. And the more and more people are trying to figure out ways to earn income outside of having a job. And you're a part of that. So that's, to me, that's really cool to be a part of the new economy. As things shift and change, you're a pioneer and a part of that shift. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I really enjoy being a part of that. You know, I started this business, like I was saying, eight years ago. And I feel like before that, in my previous gig, I was doing like this on at home kind of, you know, work for other people, but at home and people were like, oh, that's amazing. That's new and interesting. And I remember, I think my first connection was when I worked at the LA Times and people were like, oh, wow, they're going to have a website. And so every time I think about those kind of like key markers, I think, but this is going to be normal. Yes. Yep. <laughs> 10 years from now, it'll be like, oh, yeah, she went to work on her computer. Right. So I really like being at the forefront of that, though. Yep. So one thing that I heard you say that I forgot to poke at you a little bit about was you mentioned before that most of your clients are women and then that you started to add men. So what's the deal with that? Why leave out the brothers? Yeah, that's a good question. So, you know, I actually 
I made a decision at the beginning of my business that I would focus on women, mostly because the businesses I was working with, it was all men. I think there may have been one woman in there. It was pretty much all men. And it was Silicon Beach, Silicon Valley guys, average funding, maybe one to five million in funding. And they really didn't have a lot of heart in their business. I really wanted someone who was passionate. Yes, you know, you have to make money to be in business for sure. But I also wanted someone who was attached very passionate to their focus and their goal. And so I found that fairly easily through some of the classes and some of the masterminds and some of the people I met locally here. And most of those people were women. (laughs) And so that's how I started to focus on women. But I would say over the years, there's always been men that kind of come in and say, hey, can I work with you or whatever? So, you know, it's been consistent, a slow, consistent trickle, I suppose. But also it's the same deal. These are men who are really excited about what they do, super passionate about what they do. And yes, they are running the business as well, right? So I still feel like it it fits who I want to work with and who I'm excited about. Gotcha. I asked that question tongue in cheek, but really what I'm kind of hitting at is how, you know, when you're starting out and as you grow and mature as a business, you have to have that focus. You have to have that ideal client. And sometimes, you know, people who are not quite that will trickle in, but so very, very cool. Yeah, I think I've done a good job of nailing it with that one. Like everybody I work with is not like, oh, I'm just going to run a business and sell tax, right? Even though, I mean, if you're passionate (laughs) about tax, awesome. But you know what I mean? Like people who are really interested for a particular purpose or passion or health goal or whatever, self-development, and they really want to see this happen for their clients and they want to find a sustainable and really way to do it with integrity and make money. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. So as the old saying goes, time flies when you're having fun. So last question, if you had to give the enterprisers an actionable step or tip to improve their businesses today, what would that be? Talk to your clients or who you think your clients are. (laughs) And so that could go one of two ways, right? If you're not sure who your clients are yet, actually go out into your community or where you think your clients are, those ideal clients, and have conversations with them about what they're up to and what they need. And if you have existing clients, still, you can send them a survey. Yes, surveys are good. And have conversations. You can even pick a a small handful and schedule it out if you're a busy business owner, but have those conversations. I feel like you get so much gold from those conversations. You get to understand them better. Yes, you get to make a connection and you also get to make better products and services when you're really consistently over time talking to your clients or your ideal clients. Perfect. Perfect. So if people want to reach out to you, learn even more about you and what you do, how can they do that? Totally. So mayagatti.com, I would start there. And even on the front page, I really walk you through a little bit about me. You'll find my about section, a little bit of client stories, you know, both video and written. So you get an idea, a sense of my style and what I can help you achieve just from the homepage. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Enterprisers, if you got value from that awesome conversation, let the world know by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. 
That helps us know that we're bringing you golden nugget filled conversations with the most inspirational business owners. Reach out to me directly at eflinart at enterprise-now.biz with any feedback or questions for me or any of my guests. Also, don't forget to check out the Enterprisers Elite Club for thought leaders that want to learn how to leverage podcasting to launch, grow, and maximize their business. Head on over to www.enterprise-now.biz slash enterprisers to learn more. Thanks again, folks, and we'll talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.